0: Hi, everyone, and welcome to our first episode of Women Who Travel in 2021. I'm Meredith Carey, and with me, as always, is my co-host, Salera Koglu. Hello. We've been recording this podcast from our respective homes for the last 10 months, and while we haven't been able to travel far, we've been finding new ways to keep that traveling spirit alive. We've both been reading books as escapes and watching TV shows filmed in our favorite destinations to tide us over. This week's guest travel host, Samantha Brown, is usually the one on the ground in those locales telling us where to visit and who to meet, but like the rest of us, she's been staying closer to home the past year. I know Lolly and I are so excited to have you back, Samantha, to chat about what you have and haven't been up to. Thanks so much for joining us.
1: Oh, it is such a pleasure to be back with you both. Uh, twenty twenty one—it's the year of travel. <laughs> we, we know it—the <laughs> exact spirit we need. Yeah, on this
2: both yeah. personally and for a sort of wider brand-wise. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, so, oh god, it pains me to say it, and Meredith already said it, but it's been almost a year without any major travel or really travel at all what has it been like being home instead of being on the road filming places to love and what have you missed the most about travel over this past year
1: oh wow it's just been really rough i mean i guess i always knew that i loved to travel but i didn't realize just the necessity that was just so ingrained in who i was to just to be somewhere else and to really learn from other people and i i think For me, what has been most difficult is just meeting strangers and just that spontaneous meeting of people and maybe only having five minutes with them, but then moving on. And whether it's in an airport or getting a meal or someone I talk to at a hotel who helps me get to my next destination or tells me where the coffee shop that I should check out is. I just love those quick, spontaneous meetings with strangers that um, really I had some inkling that they were important in my life, but none so much as I have realized this past year. That has—that is what I have missed the most. Um, in terms of keeping busy, it has been lovely being with my kids. I have never spent this much time with my children. Um, I'm always on the road, and so to be with them for um, such a such a, a wonderful part of their life. They're seven. I have seven-year-old twins, and so we've fully remote schooling and, and being with them and uh, just uh, seeing them grow on a daily basis um, has been absolutely rewarding. But I also traveled with them extensively, so I've missed making memories with them as well. I have to ask, how has remote
2: schooling been?
1: It's actually been great. Uh, the first three months of it back in March were devastatingly bad. It was just, oh my gosh, uh, wow. Um, I'm a terrible teacher. I'm a very good traveler. All the frustrations you see, you see yourself and your children, and it scares you and you realize they're getting frustrated and you can't not become frustrated. So it's such a learning tool when you're just like, wow, if I can't rise above this, how do I expect a seven-year-old to? Um, but you know, we're we're back now, we've we've got our our groove, and I think my kids are absolutely um excelling. We go to New York City public school and our public school teachers, our remote teachers have been phenomenal.
0: When you were talking about the things that you missed about travel and those experiences you create with your kids and the ones you have on your own, I'm really curious to know how this more grounded time has shifted any travel priorities you have for trips that you may plan in the future. It's interesting.
1: I think back in March and April and even May, people did that, you know, the pivot right you saw who you know what what you did in your life and and how you were professionally um all of a sudden had to change completely and i will say that even though you know basically travel stopped for me my mission behind places to love was only reinforced and i realized what um a, a great place i was in and would go forward with places to love because my, my travel series is is about simply connecting with people it really puts people in the forefront of why we travel and who we learn from and and who provides these amazing experiences that we as travelers get to show up and have. And so um, uh, for me, it was uh, just a reinforcement that when 2021 comes and we are now back traveling again, that I wanted to make sure Places to Love was still, still had its, had its, you know, overall emotional through line, which was, it is connecting with people and understanding who we are through each other.
2: You mentioned earlier that you traveled with your kids extensively and you know travel is a huge part of their lives as well as yours how have you been finding that travel spirit closer to home and discovering places closer to new york in wonderful ways uh i, I would
1: say that um we have stayed, of course, very close to home, and we have explored our neighborhood and our parks, and And we have a place upstate New York, so we, we were hunkered down there for a good six months and just exploring the woods mm-hmm. and taking this, what I've always had, is this, you know, uh, just... Let's wander. Let's go for a walk and see what happens. That's sort of my whole, um, I would say, main tactic of a traveler. I'm just like, "Eh, let's just see what happens. Let's not have any plans. And, And to really apply that to just down the road and on your street, that's where we have found our travel spirit. It's just observing things on a very narrow focus, but one that really opens us up to the incredible diversity of our own neighborhoods and our towns that we live in. That has been um, what's really, you know, really helped us. Also, I was, for our big pivot here, we took our episodes and we turned them into elementary school and junior high school study guides. Um, It's a show that airs on PBS. It's, you know, right alongside Sesame Street. So it's appropriate for any age. And so we, I would watch it and I would watch it with my kids and see what they pointed out or what they thought was interesting about a place and turn that into a question. And so I think finally they were like, wait a minute, you're on TV. like, yeah, <laughs> so they really don't know. That. Um, so um, it was really great for them to sit down and watch their mom. And, and, you know, when we would discuss destinations, I'm like, well, we're going to go there, you know, we'll, we'll get to go and we'll get to see. So. I guess that travel spirit really was not just local, but hyper-local, right? And um, and still just really fulfilling, I, I would say.
0: So you restarted filming Places to Love in October um, after that pivot. What was that experience like? And I, I know you mentioned really focusing on people and, and doubling down on that as the you know really heart of the show but how did your approach to filming and what to highlight and where to go how did that change when you were filming in the middle of you know in a in a lull maybe but in the middle of of the pandemic yeah yeah
1: for one filming during a pandemic was the scariest thing i've ever kind of gone back to in my life in terms of approach to travel. But um, back in March, we had a full 13 episodes planned. We were able to get to Quebec City and shoot in February before all the shutdown. And so we had one perfect episode and we had 12 more that we had to cancel slowly but surely. And then they were all gone. And I would say back in um, maybe July, we started to think, hey, if things start too we could possibly go back and shoot just a few just so we could have some sort of season for 2021 because we knew how important travel was and that sense of like we we, we have to get out there and and really just show people and restaurants and shops and galleries and all these these places of uh, business that make a living and and need travelers so desperately so but going back was terrifying because um it, there's a whole new level of production that was never a part of our production before. Of course, everything was the same in terms of our emotional value, the approach to the show, where we're going to find the real people, the soul of a place. Who are those people? What are they doing? But then there was the whole layer of How do we shoot a show? How do we maintain distance? How do we show that on a camera? How can we condense it on a camera? And so it became very specific where usually my uh, talks with people that we show on camera are much like this interview. We just talk. We're having a great conversation. Um, Because of the pandemic, I had to have very specific questions. We had to have their answers and then we were done. And then we would let them go and then we would just shoot me asking the questions again as if that person is there. And then we get to edit it so it looks like we've had a much longer conversation when actually we haven't. We've been together for maybe 10 minutes. So that was a total different change. Um, also, the, oh gosh, the, the worry that I had of, of keeping eight crew members safe. You know, we, I travel with a crew of eight. We're coming from all different places in the United States. And we're, we're meeting in different locales. And it's uh, about their safety as well. And of course, keeping the people we're actually shooting safe and um, it's interesting back in I would say all of the summer was just a wash for me because I thought hey I'd really like to go out with my kids and go somewhere and really support the travel industry and um, but I just wasn't seeing this concerted effort of all of the travel industry coming together saying hey these are the protocols that we're putting through this is how you're you're going to remain safe you know up until maybe the end of May June I didn't see any of that. And so it was really seeing how airlines and hotels and businesses from tiny little fish shacks to art galleries were taking our um, personal safety. Um, That is when I knew, hey, I think we can do this because even though our government isn't taking a real stance on mask wearing, these businesses are, and they're taking our health and our safety seriously. And um, that's why I had partnered with Hilton because I thought they were doing exceptional job that they went beyond just being a hospitality company and reached out to people like Lysol and like the Mayo Clinic, which designs best practices for sanitation of hospitals. Like that's what we needed to see to remain safe and to feel like, okay, I can go forward because I feel like the pandemic just made us all feel like we were starting our first day on the job again. And I I really felt that. I felt like a newbie, like, but I knew that it was important and I knew that I could be safe if I was with, you know, if I'm flying with United and Delta has this pro- this policy and, and Hilton has that policy. And even this this, again, this little gallery that we're showing, they have six feet and they only allow so many people in. Okay, now we can move forward. So that is a, a huge level of production that we have never considered in my 22 years of traveling that type of safety.
2: Something that we... been talking a lot about at Traveller is how to strike that balance between inspiring people with travel and keeping them excited about travel while still encouraging them to be responsible, especially while we're in midway through this second wave. How have you been threading that needle? Has it been a challenge? Well, I think
1: for me, it was important that I did it myself that I was out there. And even though I didn't travel that far, I went to upstate New York. We went to, we shot in Florida as well um, to see that, wow, wait a minute, this can happen. Um, Because when you are kind of stuck at home and isolated, you begin to think these things are impossible. But when I'm going to the airport and they're taking it seriously and when you're sitting down on a United flight, and when you arrive, and they make the announcement that only the row that only the first row can now get up and get their bag, and once that row has gotten up and gotten their bag, they can leave the plane. Only then can the next row stand up. These are things that I take as uh, good. <laughs> you know, I like the fact that they're taking that that serious of of step. So. I think it's only when I knew people were taking and and corporations and businesses were taking my safety and the security of people around me um, seriously was the inspiration allowed to happen. Right. It wasn't by it wasn't like, you know, I'm just inspired to go and I'm going to go. I still needed to be told we're going to we're going to keep your. Your safety is top of mind. Your safety is more important than you having a great time right now. And I think people just have to adjust. And when they did, yeah, you could still have a really nice vacation. Um, I follow a lot of travelers who are still out there traveling. Um, and I really appreciated the fact that they've been out there, that they take their COVID tests. I did too. You take a test before you leave. You take a test while you're there. You take a test when you come home. You quarantine if you had to. We took it. You can take it seriously and still have an amazing time. And, um, I I was, it, you know, it's, it's fascinating to me. Like, you know, for so many years, I've been hosting travel shows and now I've got a mask on. And now I'm talking to people and I just feel like half of me has been cut off. And yet that half still loved being with people. I, you know, when I was with my shooting crew, we were so happy we were working. We, when we met people, there was this distance, but we still connected even with that distance. And I'm I'm used to hugging everybody. I'm used to sitting there and talking to people for an hour and a half before even the, the cameras start to roll and not to have that but even the little point that i could have i loved and it just reinforced how just powerful it is
0: to be with other people i think we've we've missed it a lot when you look at what life looks like when officially this is ending or over mm-hmm. you know what are the travel trends that you expect us to find when we get to the other side I think the biggest travel trend is that there will be no more home improvement trends.
1: <laughs> <laughs> we're all Don't giving no, up on our apartments
0: and we're getting exactly.
1: out. I'm not going to buy anything that's going to help me cope anymore. <laughs> not just, no coping. It's just about celebrating and getting out there. I think a really positive travel trend um, right now uh, going forward, and this is just my, my feeling, is kind of what we touched upon before of just, Staying closer to home and having this super vigilance of our our locals, our local artists, our local restaurants, our local shops. How do they need help? How can we support them? I think we've realized how much power we do have as consumers to help. And when we've had this idea of what it is to rally and support our local community we're going to take that and just apply it to wherever we go, because someone else is foreign, is someone else is local, and when you realize that, boy, you, you, who who did you seek out during the pandemic? I I, I imagine I imagine that that's who we're gonna that's what we're gonna seek out when we actually do get to travel. I don't know if it's called slow travel. I don't know if it's called it's it's more than just like the whole local movement that's been going on in the travel industry for you know over a decade. It's it's going to be something deeper. Because on top of that, we all have something very, very much in common. We've all gone through this together. It's an entire world. It's the planet Earth. And um, I think the idea of really slowing down and just instead of, you know, going to Europe and doing, you know, a city every two days uh, and be bopping around, we're going to stay put in one place and really explore and really slow down and enjoy uh, a more local, uber local perspective. So I feel like that is my, my idea of where, where the
2: biggest trend in travel is going to be. It sounds like you're speaking personally when you describe that trend, but when you think about the way that you are already starting to travel and sort of how you will be once we're out of this, how do you think you're going to change as a traveller? What do you think you'll be looking for that maybe you didn't before? Or sort of do you think the places you want to go might be different? I think I would... And we, we started this with Places to Love
1: Already, where I don't necessarily go to the top travel destinations. We really like to show places that people really don't think of as travel places and highlight them. Because for me, travel is everywhere and, and travel can meet you wherever you are. And I would really like to explore that more. Um, because I feel like one thing that this the pandemic has taught us is people now, you know, they they would get in their cars and they would drive maybe an hour away to that lake or to that river or to that little uh, hike. And everyone slowly realized, oh, what I wanted to get out of travel, I could have been doing all along. And it was just an hour away. Um, I don't don't need to go 10,000 miles to have a travel experience. It can be much closer to home. And because of that, I'm going to just incorporate that into my weekly life. 2021 is going to be how we slowly go back into normal, but normal will never be what we remembered it. And it's going to be exciting to see the changes that have followed because of it.
0: You know, I think Lolly and I have talked a lot personally about our first big trips back out there with the first ones probably to be, you know, seeing family or long distance friends that we haven't been able to see in a while. Um, But then there's like the really first big trip back out there where you get to do whatever you want. And you might be going very far away or you might be going not so far. But I would love to know where you want to go on your first big, first big trip back out there first big trip back
1: out there um, oh gosh I I well I'd love to go back to New Zealand that's my favorite place and that was like plan B like if none of this works we're moving we're going we're living there we'll bring our family New Zealand is amazing um, Maine is my real first place uh, because that's where my mom lives and I haven't been to the beach uh, want to bring my kids there I think the, the next big one will be we have I already have plans to be back in Europe for like two weeks um, and with my my brother-in-law and and his wife and just being a couple and being an adult <laughs> and just exploring Europe, one without cameras and without children. <laughs> That's going to be amazing, um, because that truly is. There's there's no responsibility other than um, just to take in the world and. To totally savor, right, in ways that you can't because you're on camera or because you can't because you've got a kid, you have to make sure they're not, like, walking off the parapet of a castle, <laughs> you know. So, um, but uh, so that that's – and we have already that planned for August. So it'll be really, really, really special.
2: Talking about how you're very excited to travel as an adult, as much as you love spending time with your kids, um, <laughs> I think, uh, you know, one thing that a lot of people who – have families or um have a partner have found that suddenly you have gone from having your own separate career and this sort of part of your life that is separate and yours and no one else's to suddenly all together in one place 24 7 mm. has it been hard to not have that independent part of your life which is solely your life and your travel life been very difficult. I think that that's been one of the most difficult things.
1: Um, and to have, you know, a hotel to my own, right? A glass of wine to myself, to wander streets I've never been on. That's to me, just the independence I have always loved. And especially after I became a mom and had so many responsibilities in that way. And, you know, there was a time where I was doing these Zoom calls in in a bathroom, right, because that was the only place that while they were having school, I could actually conduct business. So, yeah, I feel like there's probably going to be this travel trend where it's just single parents. And I, I mean, like, you know, if you know, you give your spouse a weekend and that spouse gives you a weekend just to be by yourself in a hotel. And it doesn't even have to be a luxury hotel, right? It can just have like really great cable, the breakfast in the morning, that's all you need. You know, you sit down and like one of my favorite things to do when I travel is I have a glass of wine and I watch Scandal with Kerry Washington. I never allow myself to watch scandal uh, when I have kids or whatever. It's never that I go to bed by nine and I just love it. You get a big bowl of popcorn and take a longer bath and no one's pounding at the door. And and so I think the travel industry would be wise to create little moments like that. And again, it's not like, you know, super five-star luxury spa treatments. It's just mom needs to sleep in and she needs someone else to deliver her, you know, meals and she needs a long bath and that's it. Yeah, and then she'll be good to go. But, um, I think there's definitely that time by yourself that you definitely need and that's what travel people always like you should do, a, do a, a family travel show about traveling with your family I'm like oh no why, why would I do that <laughs> what, are you crazy um <laughs> no way um because I've just always enjoyed you know being uh being but on, on that note I love taking them and it's really great when they're there but uh oh boy yeah you know having that to myself being a professional and feeling I'm a professional is important to me
0: (laughs) I feel like pre-pandemic solo travel was such a huge trend and I feel like this will just like you were saying open up a market of people who maybe thought that that was not for them but who want the break now and what solo travel offers even if it's a staycation or going halfway around the world I hadn't thought about that but that's a really good point You know, when you think of solo, especially solo female travelers,
1: they're of a certain age, they're either in their 20s or like in their 60s and 70s. It's never with kids. So yeah, I would say big travel trend will be you'll see both men and women travel on their own, but they've got a wife and kids at home and they just need a break. (laughs) Definitely.
2: And I think also it's sort of the opportunity to kind of like get to know yourself again. Sort of been (laughs) such a earth shattering year for everyone, some more than others, but you kind of need that time to be like, all right, after this whole experience, like, who am I now? Yeah, and I think travel gives us that experience better than
1: anything else. It's, it's better than any sort of therapy. It's because when you are surrounded by what, what you know, those are the walls, and those walls protect you, and they also keep things from getting to you that actually could give you an epiphany about life, right? That's They're protecting you, and when you travel, and again, it's not even like, I don't have to go to Vietnam to have this experience. I could go two hours away, and you're not surrounded by wh- what you know. Other solutions to your problems are allowed to get in. There's a break right what you know isn't protecting you anymore and that's a lot of times a really good thing and so I've always been an advocate of people using travel not to tune out but to really tune in what's happening with you really feel it so so many people have been asking me how are you doing I'm like I really don't know because it's not over yet so maybe when it's over and I can look back in hindsight I'll be able to really put a fine point on it but uh, but that'll be really important for people when this is done to have that time to be like, what did it all mean? Um, but travel will be a part of that. It's, it's more important than getting out and being somewhere you don't know than um, anything else I, I have found.
0: Earlier, you were mentioning that there were people on social media who were really keeping you inspired and engaged. Um, and I would love to know both for myself and for our listeners to be able to maybe expand their following What female travelers have kept you inspired over the last 10 months?
1: I know just from this exceptional podcast that you know them very well, but Evita Robinson, I've just always been a huge fan of hers, and she did the ultimate pivot with Audacity Fest, founding Audacity Fest, which was an in-person festival, right? Um, And then making the pivot to making it all digital and seeing that her, her community actually grew, her tribe grew during this time. And so not only have I been inspired by her uh, of really leading the masses in that way that she is just exceptional, Um, exceptionally fit for but just to see where she's going to go with this because now she's got this community and when they are able to travel oh my gosh they're just unstoppable so I've always found so much oh inspiration in her because she's really about the other you know if you follow her Instagram it's very rarely about what am I doing and I do it's it's like how can I help the whole travel community Um, the other one of course is Michaela Malazzi I've I've enjoyed her IG dance lessons but also you know (laughs) The um, when you think about travelers these days, you really have to give a a hat off to the so the female uh, medical workers, the nurses, the doctors who all traveled to go to other cities who needed them. I think that's really we need to when this is over and God knows they need a break, like really tap into that female traveler who didn't travel just to get a great picture of them at a precipice of a, a gorgeous canyon, but traveled to put herself in danger to help others. Um, and we all know like the great, um, the the travel industry really rallied behind these medical workers and first responders, whether it was an airline or a hotel, giving them free flights or free uh, hotel rooms. And just this, this other traveler, because we travel for fun, but then there's the other traveler and I'd like to know a lot more about them. So there's the people who who have inspired me now, but they're the people who I'm really inspired to know more of as we, as we move on.
0: Amazing. Avita and Michaela are both amazing women who we've had on the podcast before. So we will link their episodes in the show notes. That was a great segue. <laughs> Thank you, Samantha. <laughs> um, and if people want to follow what you're up to and uh, 2021 season of places to love, where can they find you and that? Uh, you can go to Samantha
1: Brown.com. Every episode of Places to Love is there available to, to stream.
0: Amazing. I'm at oh hey there, mayor. I'm at Lale Hannah. You can follow Women Who Travel at Women Who Travel on Instagram and be sure to join our Facebook group and sign up for our newsletter. All of those things will be listed in the show notes. We are so excited for this 2021 season of Women Who Travel. We have so many exciting things of our sleeve. And so we hope that you subscribe and leave us some reviews on Apple Podcasts or Spotify or wherever you listen to podcasts. And we will talk to you next week.